Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy. And I'm excited because I don't know what's going to happen today. It's kind of a mystery for me. Uh, You know, when I started doing my interview show, Cashing In, a few years ago, I sensed it might be hard to get new guests on occasion. I didn't know how hard it was going to be, but I knew that my fame alone wasn't going to ensure A-list guests every single week. And so I took precautions. Uh, That's the kind of guy I am. The kind of guy that lives off the land. I do what it takes to survive. I eat things that'll make a billy goat puke. Anyway, I uh, put a message in a bottle. And I stuck it in the ocean. And... uh, I know that the tides, I've, I've checked the tides over the last couple months, and I know that the bottle must have landed somewhere. And I told whoever got the message that I wanted them to be on my show. I thought it was ingenious at the times. Message in the bottle. Don't believe what I saw. Hundred million bottles washed upon the shore. Seems I'm not alone at being a... TJ? Cash? Hey, buddy, did you did you get what? my message? I mean, what oh my are you doing God, this in my is a trailer. Crazy. Oh, I well, I I put a message in a bottle. Did you get the message? I mean, what what was the message? Well, the message was uh, I'm doing a podcast, cashing in, and meet me when you get this, and do the show with me. You wanted that. You wanted to meet that person in right here. Well, I did say meet me in TJ's trailer. In Culver Studios. Well, I didn't. I didn't know at the time exactly where you'd be shooting. I know you're a really busy guy, but I did say whatever T.J. Miller is currently shooting when you get this bottle. How did you even know that I would be shooting anything? Well, you're very. You're, you're it really seems almost well. Nostradamus-like prophecy. Well, well, I did have a feeling. Well, now I have to drop my facade of flabbergastion. Yeah, which is when you have flatulence and you're flabbergasted. 
and say that I did in fact find your bottle. Are you serious? What were you doing? Yeah, that's the weirdest part of this. You were at, were you hanging and dangling out I, on, the, I, on the boardwalk? I wasn't hanging and dangling on the boardwalk. I mean, I let a little bit dangle, but nothing was hanging. Oh, more of a more of a dangle. It was than dangling a inside of the the container. More of a dangler than a hanger. Yeah, that's what I always tell the ladies. You know, they say, "Are you a shower or a grower?" And I say, "I'm more of a dangler than a hanger." <laughs> so you're really going to see it dangle, dangle. It doesn't just hang there. I mean, it's really it, it's in per- perpetual movement, but it's very small movement. Yeah, yeah. It's just dangling, it's just dangling there. Um, no, I I was you know uh, sitting on the dock of the bay, just watching the tide roll Waking away. A moment, son. And uh, and I I saw a message in a bottle, and I was hoping. I, I what were you hoping was, for when you saw the bottle? Well, I was hoping, I don't know, I hoped it would show me where treasure was, or maybe it was a fortune that somebody had written in a fortune cookie factory, you know, where they say, help, I'm trapped in a fortune cookie factory, but maybe they put that in a bottle. And right. Threw it in a, so I was hoping I would be able to free some Chinese worker and do some kind of international act of grace, and then, yeah, it just said, please... If you want to be a, a, a guest on this podcast, cashing in, you know, come to TJ's trailer, which you know was me. Yeah, on this exact date at this exact time. Yeah, I I forgot I about it, right. it because sometimes that I was, get it right. That was seven years ago to this day. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I get it right. So you threw it without even knowing that you would have a podcast necessarily. Well, I suspected I might have a podcast at some point, and I just thought. It's going to be hard to get guests on occasion. Usually yeah. I'll be able to get A-list, top-notch guests. Oh, but no, once no, in a while. No, yeah. And so I, I put that in there and have. I thought, you know, you were one of my friends in Hollywood. And I thought, TJ, TJ will be on the set in Culver City somewhere. Uh, and he'll probably have a trailer. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Were you, now, what percentage, I mean, uh, what percentage of Dangle versus Hang was there? Oh, while I was sort of dang, yeah. dangling, not hanging. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it was almost ninety percent, ninety-seven percent, ninety-seven percent dangle, dangling. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's so amazing that we're getting to do the show together again because uh, I got to be honest with you, TJ. Yeah, we might as well do the show because I found the message. A lot of people come to the show, uh, and this is a weird thing uh, for you because you're my guest on occasion. A lot of people come to the show. I don't know if you realize this, just to listen to you. And then, but come here's the thing. The show when you come to the podcast. It? No, I mean like listen. Oh they, yes, they, they, they find the it. podcast because of TJ Miller. I don't think, and so. because of how great you are, and, I, and I'm the first to admit that. But I think they stay not just because of that, but for they you. also no, they it's, actually end up staying also for no, you. No, that's incorrect. That's, that's why. That's crazy. <laughs> this is just shatteringly. It, this is ridiculous. Because this is the show You're where we crippled we, by your own. We jiggle the yeah. handle of T.J. Miller's brain. This is what we do here on the show. This is that's ridiculous, <laughs> and it also implies that my body and the rest of my head is a toilet, <laughs> which I agree with. That's the only thing you say that I, I do agree with. Well, you know what we no, like, Cash. I'm I'm very lucky because I and I think it's time that I I sort of come forward and just okay. say that there have been some times when I have been duplicitous, and you've said you know. You said, you know, how did you find out, you know, that I was on the show? Did you hit someone with a car? Right. That was going to be a guest. Right. And I have, I have on occasion sort of manipulated the situation so that I can, 
I can be on your show because it's honestly not only does nobody want me to do any other podcasts at all. I I don't I couldn't I couldn't possibly do one myself, and I just I love your show. Well, thanks for being on it. I mean, I, I just think- love your show. I think you ask the hard hitting questions. You make the hard hitting statements. You ask the soft hitting questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the real softballs of the questions. Yeah, that's true. And here's what, here's another thing. I always keep it unique. I always change the show up as much as I can to keep it interesting. For example, this week we have a new segment called the Triple, Triple Banger, Banger Lightning, Lightning Round. Uh, Triple banger and Thanks everyone around. for listening while we're here in Culver Studios in Culver <laughs> City, California. Triple banger lightning round. Question one. Question one. Would you rather find out that your girlfriend in a previous, you know, previous to meeting you, uh, would you rather find out she was a porn star, a Scientologist, or an Ultimate Fighter? What would be more disturbing to you? For an ex-girlfriend? No, a new girlfriend. A You're new starting girlfriend. to date someone. Hmm. And you find out that before she had porn met you... would not be She a was a porn deal. star, a Scientologist... Really? Yeah. See, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... I don't think I'd be able to do that. I have I have two friends that are in the industry, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Just friends. You can't... You can never... I mean, I, that, I guess it depends <laughs> on what you mean by problem. Because I, I, I would never date... Um, it's really just one friend. I would never date this girl... She's just a friend. She's been right. a friend since okay. I moved to Los Angeles. Okay. So that's been normalized a little bit in that way. So I think I would just have to say, like, you know, we probably can't. This so you would veer away from a porn situation. star? I mean, not as much as I would veer away from a Scientologist. More than an ultimate fighter? I mean, an ultimate fighter. I guess if she doesn't look like she's an ultimate fighter, then. It could be advantageous. If I could say that correctly. Really, yeah, yeah. And then she It could be advantageous to go out with an ultimate fighter. See, I would date her first. She can first. protect you at a bar. I would date her first. Because you the can kind of just star, talk shit to anybody. You can walk I, up to anybody and say, yeah, the, hey, pal, those shoes look real fucking yeah. weird on those ugly feet. Right. What are you going to do about it? people all the time. Now, Watch what, my girlfriend. <laughs> and then she'd go into action, put them in the like devil's lock. Yeah, the devil's lock. <laughs> or the, uh, I don't know, the python hold. You know, the, uh, or the tuberculosis release, the whatever, yeah, whatever she has, yeah. the tickling hamster. Um, let's define star. I mean, do you think it would bother you if she was into she was a porn actress, but she wasn't a star? Would that make it worse or better? Well, actually, there is a delineation with that, I guess, is that you have to have done a certain number of films and they have to be like kind of bigger studio type films. Mm-hmm. It's a similar thing. I mean, I guess I'd rather if you're going to date a porn star, just date a porn star not an amateur porn actress yeah yeah triple banger lightning Lightning round round. question Question two two, question two 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 two. do you prefer the term skirt chasing beaver hunting bird dogging or tomcatting the worst one is tomcatting bird dogging is the funniest one i think (laughs) it's such a weird one do people use that not Some enough. of them I think I just made up, but I, Ch- I used no, to chasing use skirt, chasing skirt. That's the, the often worst. that's often said in conjunction with characters that I play. Like I'm doing this thing, this movie search party that I would really love for everybody to see. Yeah, when does that come it's out? The one, it's the one chance. It comes out um, in September right now, but it, in the fall. That was a great trailer too. I spent a lot of time in that trailer waiting for the. The message in the bottle to, to, really? to be found, but no one came. 
You didn't come to that one. No. But it had the date written out on the message. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You would true. still go just in case. Just in case. Because I thought maybe the tides would change and they'd get there early. Yeah, I, I, that's true. You just you can't control the moon. You can't control right? the that's moon what my or grandfather the tides. Used to always say to my grandmother. Yeah. She'd say, you know, what, what are you doing? What's going on in there? What's all the racket? He goes, you can't control the moon, Marge. <laughs> you want me in here controlling the moon? I don't. I don't like the expression "beaver hunting." I don't. It doesn't make me feel. Oh, good. I think that's disgusting. It's really disgusting. I, sh- I. I almost. I almost didn't have it in there because I'm offended. I am actually a little bit offended by it, but I thought I'd leave it in there just to see if we were on the same page. It's a little offensive. It it's also doesn't great. make sense to refer to a woman's vagina as a beaver. It just doesn't make any sense. There's mm-hmm. just. It doesn't look like a beaver. No, a beaver has buck teeth. Mm-hmm. And what a flat tail! Then we're really getting into platypus mm-hmm. territory. Yeah, you know it's just a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Triple banger, lightning, lightning round. round. Question, question three. three. Question three. Ceiling fans, great on a hot day or hanging spinning machetes of death. I mean, what are they doing up there? Don't I, you're tall, and don't they? Aren't you fearful of? I never think about it. I would be extremely nervous. I've been hit in the head once or twice by them. They, you there know, are people taller. They really? don't go that. They don't, they don't actually. Yeah, the ones that go really fast aren't within 10 feet of the, the floor, I don't think. Okay. But still, they can fly off. I I mean, I like a good ceiling fan. I used to live in a uh, I like the ambiance ha- they create. with a ceiling fan in my, my room. I loved it. But I would prefer bamboo. You would prefer bamboo. Yeah. I don't like the metal ceiling fans. Yeah, they could do that, but you know they whip and torture prisoners with bamboo. Mm. So that could be equally painful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you were to stand with your head in the ceiling fan, why don't you get streamers? Keep what if they were just ceiling fans streamers. with just streamers? They wouldn't create quite as much. Not as wind. much wind, but totally safe. Absolutely, Not as much wind. actually pleasurable to be hit in the face by. Feels like kind of a a tissue swath thing. Yeah. Of your how face. about how about a ceiling fan with no actual fan part just the blowing part that'd be called a an air conditioner how about that you could do that you could do that you can't make those out of bamboo <laughs> <laughs> let's move it along to uh to where were you because i i just took the monster trip and i wanted to yeah, tell you we've got to hear that it was insane it was nuts okay here's the trip i just took um i went to new york okay this is all in four consecutive nights New York, then Tucson. This is all from L.A. to New York to Tucson to uh, Dubuque, Iowa, through Chicago on the way home for a daytime show, and then back to Los Angeles. That was in four consecutive days and nights. Dubuque. Dubuque. And that's not easy to get to. I had to fly into Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and rent a car, and there was a snowstorm. The whole thing took me through a lot of different experiences. I mean, it was it was very stressful. First of all, New York. Let's talk about New York for a second. You've Where mentioned I was New York just a lot. In New York, yeah. What, 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 were you there? We might have been there at the same like, time. Yeah, I was there really recently. It's New York. Every time I get there, I'm like, I could never live here after really? a day. And then after a few more hours or a day and a half, I'm like, you know, I'd really love to live here. Well, I think it's the best from the well, moment I touched down. It's I, I. It takes me. It takes me at least a, a few hours to get used to it. But here's the thing. They need to get the cars out of Manhattan. There's no reason for cars. There's no reason. I know. They're just sitting Manhattan in traffic, only just honking the super at each other. Wealthy, and they all want to have 
cars. Think yeah. of what that city would be without cars. Well, here's what hey, would just be have great. buses and trucks to, to get people. I will to say stuff. this: it is fun to drive in New York in Manhattan at night, at, at night in the middle of the night when there's no when there's really no cars out. That's amazing. But yeah, it would be such a better city if Manhattan you could only take public transportation or cabs. There's just it seems Create like there's just jobs. no reason for it at this point. They could do that, right? They could just make cars illegal. They could, and then you'd have to park outside the city in one of the bureaus and in the bureaus of investigation. The bureaus, they just, they'd check they you just out to let Dumbo you in into a giant parking structure. <laughs> and then you and then you you uh, take a uh, you know a ferry in, or you take a you uh, can take the train in. Take a train. I do like you going straight to the ferry. You though. take you a just, chopper in. We'll maybe a, maybe a balloon. A take a balloon you in. Take a hot balloon. Um, maybe you uh, drop in from an airplane or something, but. The bottom line is, think of how wonderful that city would be, because anytime you're in any of the parks, you're like, oh, this is an amazing city. It's just that there's too much cars going nowhere. They're all stuck. I would agree with it. I mean, I do, though. It doesn't even matter. There's nothing. I just love living there. I mean, I will. That's where I want to live. You think you'll you'll end up there? Yeah. It's really great. I mean, I know it's not quite as good of a place to rear children, but for so many reasons. One is to do stand-up. Yeah, nice you can do to a lot of stuff. Have a family and then yeah. go do stand up at like, you know, one or two or three nights in a week. You can do. You can do a lot of sets. You can do fifteen yeah. sets. Yeah, you know, easily. Okay, so I go to Tucson, <laughs> and I was another this, great city. This now imagine I like Tucson, Tucson without cars. I actually like Tucson, <laughs> but just imagine it without cars. I think those big cacti. Are just very Everybody amazingly exclusively beautiful. Exclusively travels by tumbleweed. Tumbleweed traveling, absolutely. This was crazy because I was doing this conference and I, I had a show at night, but there was an inspirational speaker in the daytime to inspire the uh, the group. Now you know I dislike inspirational speakers very much. Yes, I don't think. First of all, none of them have really usually done anything uh, in their careers that they're talking about. Now the ones that like have done something that can be inspiring. Right. You know. Uh, this particular guy, his claim to fame was he worked on a commercial in the mid-80s, a famous McDonald's commercial. That's not – I don't know if that's enough to inspire me. And he was the inspirational speaker? Right. What, what did he – He's a trainer of the business. What did okay? he Let me tell you what he did. So he talks about like uh, – what they do is they, they go in there and they show videos of uh, other inspiring people. And I've seen tons of these at these corporate events that I do. Uh, he showed a JFK vi- video. So he's just a he curator shows, of inspirational videos. He basically, yeah, goes on YouTube and finds inspirational things. At one point, he makes a speech about how you need to keep your company current and keep up with the current trends. And yet none of his videos were post-1988. He's okay. got to get on the early 2000s. There has okay, been, you've got to be Get on the Obama train. Time. He's showing Seinfeld videos. He's showing. No, he's not. Is that yeah, true? he showed. He showed one of those. He showed a. He's showing videos. This is the worst part. This company. He showed another. He showed the Seinfeld episode. A yeah. Video. Yeah. God. He's showing all sorts of things. Um, you know, videos that you know other people's speeches that they have made. And here's the thing about inspirational speakers. Like I said, I think you should have to have something inspiring that you've. Done. What has Tony Robbins done besides walk on coals? Really, in terms of. What can he, what has he done in his career? Except if you're that inspiring, why can't you inspire yourself to achieve something for yourself? Well, but Tony Robbins, that's what he wants. It's a weird logic, but that's what he wants. He's inspired to inspire people. 
why he why why doesn't money. he inspire himself first to just do something himself? Well, I mean, it's a circular argument. I mean, you're you know, you just couldn't imagine the idea of being an inspirational speaker. I, I think that comedians are too hard on each other, and I keep making this point. That comedians spend all this time, oh, he's a hack, or he's not original, or whatever. And meanwhile, this guy's getting brought in for $10,000 to show videos, and afterwards it was like everyone loved it. Nobody notices. And they, you know, they're held to such a lower standard uh, um, amongst themselves well, and amongst the people that watch. I'm just saying comedians should save their hatred for, for inspirational, inspirational speakers, speakers and not hate each other. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be you know, uh, backbiting as much. Well, there's a comedian, I mean, Andrew W.K., who also does inspirational speaking. Uh, he's a buddy of mine, and he's that's really interesting. He talks about partying, positive partying, because he's also a rock star. Mm-hmm. You know, he does. He, he's he's actually mostly a musician, but uh, yeah, he does inspirational speaking, and I've always thought it was a pretty cool thing that he did. I just I don't know if it works. The older I get, the more I'm like. Whatever works, you know. People are like, oh, "I did this twelve-step program; it was so great." Even that's back to the Scientology thing. It's like if a girl was like, "I'm a Scientologist," I think I would say like, eh, "That's too bad. I don't think we can date." But whatever works for you, you know, whatever is going to get you through the through today into the next. I yeah. mean, I have very specific views on religion in general, but. That's sort of how I feel about this. That like, well, I had know. a friend that became extremely religious all of a sudden. We were very really? close friends, yeah, from from childhood, and he became very religious and preachy and all this like stuff. Born again Christian, and uh, I don't want to say what it was because it. it I guess right. it doesn't really matter. It was extreme, though. It, it was, was extremist. It was, it was praying. It was praying seven, twelve times a day, whatever. And I, I don't understand why any god would need that much attention. It's like right, a short a attention needy god, deficit, right. needy god. That's uh, an insecure I mean, God that needs to be prayed to. Right, exactly. Insecure God that needs to be prayed to seven times a day. But we had this long walk because I was really pissed off. I was really like, look, you're like a different person. It's like they've installed this pod in your brain. He was my oldest friend. I was like, it's like they've, they've brainwashed you. They've turned you into a different person. I was like yelling at him. I was like, serious, I'm worried about you. This is ridiculous. You don't, we don't go to ball games anymore. You, you've, you've completely shut everything down in terms of your life, in terms of all the things we have in common. And, 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 he, and he just turned to me, and it was really crazy because I was just making all these points. And finally he goes, look, Cash, I'm telling you I'm happy. I wasn't happy before. Now I'm happy. This is all about you and how this, is, this change is affecting you, not about how it's affecting me. I'm telling you I'm happy. Do you want me to be happy or not? It was a pretty good comeback. That's a pretty solid so I punched one. him in the face. No, I just, no. <laughs> just hit him. I just hit him as hard as I possibly could. <laughs> it was like, could. good. No, I pushed so him I, over It was a pretty bushes. good comeback, and I was like, I basically at that time, you know, as we've done in the show sometimes, just said, I, you, you just won that argument. I go, you're right. If it makes you happy... You know, I'm not going to argue with it, and you know, but you, and you know, you guys aren't. Friends well, no. Anymore? What's happened since is he's sort of reverted slowly back to where he was. He's the same guy. He still prays seven, ten times a day. He's the same guy he used to be, and he. It turns out he was right. He he. It worked for him. So I understand what you're saying, and, that, and that's why. Yes, I would date a Scientologist. I, it, it, I don't know, think I could date a Scientologist. It would be hard. I, I have some friends that are Scientologists. I still think that he's been brainwashed in in some ways, my friend, but but he's the same person. So, you know, everything's back to the way it was. And uh, I thought that was an interesting argument, though. But here's the thing about inspirational speakers. 
I think you need to have done something great or have not a full set of limbs or senses really, to really inspire me. Yeah, at least a one limb. Yeah, I think. I Don't mean, you think? Or senses, just like I can't even breathe out of my nose. Like, wouldn't that be a good inspiration? Just the person who can't just- smell. <laughs> you know, you, sometimes a lot of these speakers are going to get up here and say to you, "You need to stop and take time to smell the roses." Well, I was never able to do that. I had to stop and look at what the roses look like and touch the roses. And if the roses rustled from the wind, then. <laughs> Then and only then would I hear the rustling of the w- roses. And now let's let the wind do its job. <laughs> what if what if what if the inspirational speaker said, "I can see out of both eyes, but I've chosen think, to wear an eye patch." I think you can just be, so that I am <laughs> valid, just so I am legitimate. As long for, as that for the last, patch, yeah, it's got to be for the last ten years. I've chosen to not see you. from one eye. That would be a, that's borderline, I think, for sure. You you could be an inspirational speaker. You have enough. You have enough cash phrases, I think, to assemble. I'm serious, into like probably a 30-minute... And you could just do the cash phrases. Well, it'd be great to end an uh, inspirational speech at a conference. And it's like a noon-type talk. And you just go, And now, if we stay here, the party dies. Let's go! <laughs> and then everyone leaves the conference. And that'd be your final show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, in any event, that was interesting. Then I went to Iowa and uh, performed for a, a, a group of like CPAs and people that do people's taxes and stuff. And they uh, their their whole night was based on gambling. After my show, they they had a gambling thing they were going to go to, and they go to and the big thing giveaway was going to Vegas. Now, how much gambling do you want your financial consultants to be doing? That was part of my shtick for that night. But, really? But yeah, well, how much gambling do you really want? Did they get into it? Oh, they they were great. They were really, they had a great sense of humor about it. And, you know, it was all tongue-in-cheek. But how much gambling do you want those people to be doing? Do you, do you want to see if you if I you're to do a little the guy bit. that's if doing your taxes? Broker, oh, the taxes guy? Would you would you would it make you nervous to see the guy that's doing your taxes say at the craps table in Vegas? Just we're all in, and he just pushes all the chips in. I mean, would that make you nervous? Not not no? really. Well, I think okay. they're different enough. But you're right. What if he was a porn star? What's the next porn risk? star? <laughs> I mean, okay, you know, if, an accountant porn star. I think is definitely a genre <laughs> or a fetish that has not been given the attention it deserves. You know. Um, that is, I, that's a niche. But it's is, a niche group. Isn't that, wouldn't that be yeah. a thing if, you know, if he's sort of all in at the crabs table, yeah, he might take more risks with what he tries to make deductions and you could get audited. Yeah. Probably easier. You don't really want anybody really doing a lot of gambling except for your stockbroker should gamble a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's somebody who you want to maybe gamble a little bit. Yeah. Because that's what the stock market kind of is. But you want him at blackjack or craps. If you if you got a stockbroker that's playing slots, uh, your closet's too big. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> your pockets have a closet inside. Your pockets are too deep. Put yeah. a ladle in your pocket and walk out of that casino. I explained that to somebody the other day, um, and it was it's pretty funny to do it in in person. I realize yeah. I haven't really discussed that. Only you, all the twelve and a half, yeah, have really heard about that. Or thought about it, but when I actually had to stand and I was just talking to this girl, and I was like, "Yeah, if you put a handle on anything, it can be a ladle." Basically, <laughs> she's like, "What do you mean?" I, you know, if you had a chop, we were eating uh, Thai food. Was like, you know, you put a chopstick on this glass, it's a ladle. You can put it on a shoe, and that would be a ladle. Yeah. Everything's just different size ladles. Yeah, 
you know, you can put a handle on another ladle, <laughs> and the entire ladle and handle become, become. the ladle part of the right. ladle. Yeah. She was very confused and wished I hadn't started talking about it. I talked about it for about maybe four times the amount that I've just talked about it now. <laughs> well, we have our own language. I ran out of now. objects in the room. We- <laughs> Understand? Yeah. That's the only time yeah. I would move on. Yeah. Well, I had. we have our own language now. I mean, I get tweets that no one else could possibly understand. Yeah, and that's it, true. It makes me feel good. We have such a little society where we're only going to, by the end of this podcast, in terms of this whole run... You know, we're going to have an entire book filled with a dictionary. Yeah, a dictionary filled with it. Where were you? I were you? I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah. Where were you? How was your? Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? We haven't talked too much about that. Um, you know, it was just mostly sad. I mean, it's fun to see all the. It's fun to see all the great, um, uh, all the great people. I do have a really, really fun and, and nice family. I'm very lucky for that. But it sort of just kind of went by in a blur. It's also hard working. I worked Monday through Friday, and so we didn't really get. I had to like leave the Thanksgiving morning and come back Sunday morning. So it's a pretty quick in and out. I guess that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. But it was, um, you know, I love Denver, and that's good. But it's my general mind state right now is I've been watching Michael Mann's Heat a lot. You know, I, the scene where De Niro and Pacino get together, that's the scene you wait for. I, I think they should have been... There's part of me that thinks there should have been more of that in that movie, that at least should have seen each no, other more than once. No, it's just but not. the fact that it happened once makes it so special. American Gangster, they kind of never... They, they, they're so separate the entire time. But do you just kind of wait for that scene? No. You come across now, that movie? Now I've, I've come to believe that it's a perfect movie. Heat. Yeah. And Interesting. Ultimately, it's about... You don't of, think that, that uh, Pacino goes a little over the top at times? That's. It seems no, to me that that was the of start it. of him going the over the top. Of of, you, no? Yeah, but that's why it was fun. She's got a great ass! Yeah. Your head's right up! Right up there! Yeah. I mean, you know? I... My thing is, is that I don't know. I've I've been watching it from a very specific point of view, but now I think everybody—it's perfect performances across the board, and it's about how people kind of can't. It's really about human relationships. It's a saga because it's about these men and these women who want to be together, but they can't. Um, no matter how much one wants, and they're for various reasons. For some of the guys, it's because. They're good at what they do, or their work has to come first, or they have a discipline or philosophy that makes them have to walk away from any relationship or human attachment. For other people, it's because they're dysfunctional, or they have flaws that sort of intertwine and are against each other. And you know, and nobody wins in that movie. It's such a it is a sad movie. Sad no, movie. No. Val Kilmer wins, doesn't he? No. His character. Didn't he no, get shot no, in the no, ear? And no, because... Then he becomes an inspirational speaker? He does become an inspirational speaker. You don't see speaker, that. That's heat, too. Because he did that McDonald's yeah, okay, uh, yeah, video. Yeah. McDonald's commercial. No, he also... He's sort of the only one who can really place, you know, his relationship above all else, even though it's so dysfunctional. And she eventually has to betray him and and tell him, you know, you got to go. You got to go on without me. They're never going to be able to see each other again. It's terrible. And oh, everybody I didn't loses. remember that part. I didn't remember that part. All I, really, loses. the main part I remember is, she's got a great yeah, ass. Yeah. 
But everybody's creating that Hank Azaria, all that. But it's just really sad to watch because even the, the black couple, it's like the, you know, she's so proud of this guy and it's so hard for him to swallow his pride. So then pride plays into each of these characters' things, you know, and so sad he kind of can't keep it together for her even though she believes it. And then Tom Sizemore's character is kind of, you know, when he's got a great relationship and he's got a daughter and he has money saved away and he still does this big bank job because for him the action is the juice it is the juice yeah that was a good line and that's that's a weird one where you know he's kind of he's addicted to the adrenaline rush of it or whatever it is and you know he can't do that and you can't temper that or be moderate in that way mm-hmm. such that he stays, you know, safe. I mean, these guys are in, they're all in very difficult It's, it's like an inspirational jobs. speaker that just can't stop helping people because it's in their blood. The Tom Sizemore character. Yes, that's exactly right. Now, but me- so, but so is taking down scores for De Niro, for Pacino. It's catching bad it's guys catching like bad guy. De Niro and that he thinks he owes the world, I mean, you know, the little, just little pieces of this relate to a lot of things that I'm thinking about right now. But, you know, that Pacino feels like he kind of has this responsibility to the world to sort of be a detective. Cause that's what he's good at. And he wants to, you know, stop all these bad guys that are out there and try and remedy it's it's very altruistic at it's at it's at its heart. And he does it at the sacrifice of his own happiness. He's yeah, sort of the sacrifice of his family. marriage yeah. in yeah. his you know, he's got he's having another divorce. And um But here's here's the thing, and I don't want to be this guy. There's a one aspect of it that I, I thought was and I really did like that movie. The De Niro's the, the girl that he ends up uh dating yeah, to me that part didn't ring true. She, the, the the age difference, her her beauty level at that point, the fact that their conversations were almost unbearably short and not tender. Well, did that, it's vignettes. Do you understand? And they're yeah. both very okay. lonely. That was that was an example of two people. There's kind of, you know, Val Kilmer and Ashley Judd are sort of codependents. They kind of are in an unhealthy relationship, but stay in it. And, you know, they need one another. But De Niro and this this woman, I, I can't believe I don't know her, her name, but the girl who plays Edie, they're sort of loners. She has t- a tough time meeting people, and he does too. And so, yeah, they're sort of, you know, they don't... So that rung true to you. You've always been a big fan of the main concept of that movie in terms of De Niro. And he says it earlier, and you've always been a big fan of this concept, that... Uh, at any moment, you have, I forgot how he said it, but at any moment, you've got to be able to, in 10 minutes, to walk, leave everything. 30 walk. seconds fly, you got to be able to walk. Yeah. If the You've always been a fan of that. Now, I like I that not. when I'm on I vacation. Yeah. I like no, that. No. And that's why I don't think you should check your bags. Now, let's go back to the checking bags you argument. Got, I love it. <laughs> let's go back to the checking I bags stole argument. That. I told it on a different show. <laughs> so funny. You should not check your bags. I, I didn't. Everyone in Iowa, they checked their bags and they couldn't get, all the flights weren't going out and they couldn't get on a different flight. I was the only one that could. That's why I was able to get home. I went with a carry-on recently. It was pretty exciting. Okay. So I have done it. Yeah, but I love that thirty-second idea or ten seconds. Well, I more. I think more importantly, Pacino in that. I love this is <laughs> like a critical <laughs> review of Heat. Um, 
right. And I made a speech about keeping things current earlier the on things, this show. The things I like, it's a 1990s Yeah, they talked about heat the entire episode. He, uh, the, you know, the scene where Pacino says to De Niro, he says, you know, is that, what about this girl that you're dating? You know, they both kind of talk about women, you know, and, you know, he says, well, where are you at? And he's like, well, my third marriage is dissolving because I got to chase around guys like you all the time. Um, you know, because you'll you'll make a a widow out of a woman for 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 you know no reason at all, and um, you know he's like so I can't and uh, you know my, my my personal life has fallen apart, and he's like what do you what about you and De Niro's like well I have a girl but you know he says well Pacino's like well, and do you if you are you gonna walk away from her if the heat gets too close you'll do that and he. He just is like, yep, that's the discipline. And that's the discipline. Thought, huh? That I thought was really interesting because it's sort of it is like, it's also a movie about what do you what do you know what do you believe in these women and these guys also want to believe so much in the dinner scene and also when the police are all hanging out and being together, you see how much these people want to be with one another and how much they need a woman in their life and how much these women want, want this man to, to, for them to be able to be everything to this man, but he has to work and, and he has to do what he does well or follow a certain discipline or cater to, you know, Val Kilmer is a gambling addict. Yeah. The, the adrenaline junkie. Right. Well, there's Tom another Sizemore. theme to the movie that I like, and that's that whether you're on the, uh, uh, with the good guys or the bad guys, that both sides are just a side of the same coin. That really, you know, um, good guys and bad guys in terms of crime, they, they they're they're there for the rush of it to some extent. Yeah, yeah. It's well, more similar than we there, realize. There's a great, yeah, there's a great moment when uh, Pacino. That's why I sneak in the, into Super Bowls. You don't you even know, need so. to see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's in my blood. You don't even need to see it to because uh, we just explained the whole movie. There's a scene where uh, Pacino's wife's daughter is in the hospital and he kind of says you know i'm I'm here i'm gonna be here and then an hour a couple hours later they page him this is back when they were beepers they page him to come and uh uh to come because they think they've got a lead on this you know on, on this crew that he's trying to take down and he says you know i can stay and she says no 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 you can go you should go and he says, all right, you sure you don't want me to go? And she said, yeah, you know, it's okay. I'll be fine. He gets up and it's like, he doesn't want to leave. She doesn't want him to leave. She wants him to be able to be this guy that he isn't so they can be together. He wants to be that guy, but he isn't. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a sad moment. And when he when he runs down the, or when he gets to the stairs to head to his car he runs because he's that he's so built for that thing that that work is so important to him it's so ingrained in him that as soon as he steps away from the uh this woman who he would like to be with and would like to be with him he he runs head first headlong into the very thing that's like mm-hmm. keeps him yeah. broken hearted it's pretty yeah. from front to back it's pretty it's got some heavy more duty messages you really... than you'd expect. Yeah, more yeah, messages upon than you'd expect. Upon a fifteenth viewing, yeah, yeah, you'd really see it. But that's, I mean, that's the real. Because I, I think all of us are a little bit prone to doing that. Just a little bit. I mean, you know, I, I certainly, I, I just reflect on 
how many times I've been in a relationship or known someone in a relationship where they, you know, they are, I don't know, where they're like, hold on one second. Uh, you know, where I sort of, I, you know, I want to change what I do or I wish I didn't have to travel so much or I wish I wasn't, you know, the way that I was or I didn't conduct myself the way that I do just because I know that if it could change, then... Uh, then the relationship would work. Relationship we are who we work. are and you can't change. And that really yeah. is true. And you can't go into a relationship expecting the other piece, person to change or expecting that you're going to change for them. And you can make a few adjustments, like where you leave your shoes, stuff like that. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, if you fly carry on or not. How but other than dress. that, how you dress a tiny bit or maybe even just your, you know, maybe if you have hair, if you don't have hair, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or, you know, change. you know, but the big things you really can't change. We got to finish up with maskers. I, I'm Let's sorry, but it. we, you know, you've got to go back and shoot a... a sorry you got so real, something. everybody. Yeah, but got real. The, got real, but we're, we're going to finish up with of, maskers. Uh, um, Silicon Valley a new HBO show from Mike Judge that hopefully will be coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nick Cornish asks, is it selfish to masturbate at a gangbang? I don't think so. I, I got to say, I don't think... I think anything goes at a gangbang, right? Why is it selfish that uh, they should be using the penis to bang? You know what? It's a discipline. It's the discipline. <laughs> Um, I, I, I gotta say, yeah, I'm sort of on your side. Anything goes to gang. I think if you found yourself at a gangbang, yeah, it's really, you can kind of do whatever you're in a bad spot. Yeah. You're, you're kind of in a place in your life where no one's going to notice what you're doing. Right. I've never, I've never been to a gangbang. I don't know if they send out invites or how does that work? I don't think. Yeah. I think it's word of mouth. Okay. Okay. It kind of gets around if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Confused why I haven't been a part of that, but that's, you know. I think there's there's always time. You yeah, know? yeah. Ross North uh, at Ross Beachmont writes, quote, nice face. Nice face. A good compliment or a better insult? I like that question. Nice face. Good compliment. That's how I'm picturing it. Yeah. Nice face. Uh, nice face. Depends how you say it, right? Yeah, it's got to be. But nice is face. it a better insult? Or, or what if you're surprised? Nice face. Yeah, I think like, it's, you a were ugly in, before. it's a better insult. Nice face. Yeah, I think yeah. it's an insult. Okay. I think it's an insult. So I actually think it's a good insult. I think we I should, think it's uh, a better one I think than, we should yeah. use it. Yeah. 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 You make a better door than a window. How's that one? Is that Can that ever be friendly? Can it ever be friendly? Yeah. Can you ever say that I, in a friendly no, but way? No, we should all make an effort this week. Everybody <laughs> should be like, I just want to tell you, you would make a great door. Now, because there, the uh, here's window. how you do it. You say there'd be a wreath on it. You, you turn yeah, it into a holiday type thing? Yeah, or you just, yeah, you say, you know, I don't think you'd be a great window, but who cares? Because you'd be one of the best doors that I I could have ever known. Just really sugar Yeah, yeah. And try, we should try nice face, too. Nice face. Yes. No, but either way, nice then you look surprised. Yeah, but is it, I, I'd be interested to hear how many of the 12 and a half would say to someone, nice face, and have them not be like, are you being sarcastic? What the fuck's your problem? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one to pass by. Yeah, can't do it. Can't do it. One more. Yeah, I know you got to get out of here. Um, Charlie Bulatrau writes, just a wheelchair is a Halloween costume. Not cool? 
First of all, not you have to cool. put a person no, in there, yeah, right? not cool. It, would there have to be a person in the wheelchair? No, they, they, they are just saying, just getting in a wheelchair, that's, that's my costume. Cool. No, that's it's not cool. cool. <laughs> it is not cool. It's it not will cool. get you better parking and easier access to it's some a horribly, of the movies. It's a horrible... It's very insensitive. You know what it is more than a bad Halloween costume? It's bad karma. I mean, I, karma. do you believe in karma? I believe in it enough that I think that could I really do... I don't really believe in oh, karma. Oh, I think that could hurt you. I, I think... I think I, that could hurt you. I think it's even worse. I'm the guy that, that put a message that, in a bottle. That, it, I'm the guy that it, for the night it's for the night it's like it makes it easier. Even I mean, at least put like full on leg braces on that are difficult to walk on. Do something or be on crutches. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Let that and, be. And then the, put like a football outfit on. Yeah, exactly. Where it looks like you got hurt playing the game, and it's a part of your yeah. costume. Yeah, you're right. That's a really bad it's a horrible. One. And I think it is actually there a worse would, one? I mean, neck brace is always funny. That's always okay. A worse fake. costume. Than a wheelchair. Mm. Um, well, what about uh, no limbs? Different limb loss. Going as an, a double amputee. What do you think? That's worse, right? You, you have to That's like bad. maybe in a and not a specific one. Yeah, like the girl that no got wheelchair. bit by the shark. No wheelchair. Oh, Just, you add that to the wheelchair, even that'd be even worse. That is worse. That's or horrific. in the box with the wheels. In the- <laughs> You know the the wheel box, like trading places. Yeah, oh boy, just a guy who who's legless and is in just a you know a, a sort of a, a box. It's almost like a it's, cart. I'm with sorry, wheels. this episode went to such a dark place. It's just uh, it's, it's. I think that's the worst. But I'll say definitively, that is the worst. It's if the you worst look like thing a ever. legless homeless person who's in yeah. a a box on wheels. It's, Not even a box. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? It's yeah. it just would be a cart. Yeah. Yeah, cart on wheels. That's bad. Not a shopping cart. We're talking yeah. about it's minimal. Yeah. It's wood. These are all things you shouldn't consider. It's not the, at all. I, but don't, don't you think that's definitively the worst? The worst Halloween costume. Halloween costume you could ever have. Pretty well. Well, there's one that could be worse. Right. Her name is Nancy Grace. Oh God, damn it! Yeah. I would. Yeah, that's worse. Yeah, yeah. Listen, buddy. Um, I, I know you got to get back and shoot your uh, your show here. Let's hope it's good. And thank you for finding my message in the bottle. What's happening? I mean, what a crazy coincidence! Let's do this again sometime. It was down here. Like I said, they come to to listen to you, and once they hear the show, they stay because of you. <laughs> I just think that's such a weird. You're <laughs> such a weirdo. Uh, thank you for having right, me on your buddy. show, and then also, uh, so we may take a, a bit of a hiatus during. The uh, holidays, perhaps. No, we, got, we have one more. We got we got one more before that. I think. Yeah, there is one right? more before that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, here's one more but thing. Just I want stick you to do. with us. Is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Here's one other thing I want you to do before you go. We please listen to this. That thing you sent me on uh, Thanksgiving was awesome. I'll tweet it out. Maybe you could too. This yeah. this uh, TED talk about. Uh, about being grateful Great. was the, awesome, and I'd like you guys to listen to it. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. How's that? Yeah, great. We'll tweet the, out what it is. It's a TED talk about, about it. gratefulness. It's a, it's the great grateful people are happy rather than happy people are grateful. It's so awesome. Think really, happy people must be. That's those are the people who are grateful. It's actually if you're grateful, you are happy. Yeah, Maybe it's going to be in my new uh, inspirational speech. I'm just going to show that video. You better be legless when you press and play on that DVD player, sister. <laughs> All right, buddy. Seems I'm not alone at being alone. Shy. 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 Thank <laughs> you.
Now leaving Nerdist.com.